Welcome to another edition of Who's Better Baseball, the podcast where we answer a simple question on each show. Who's better at baseball? I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein, managing editor at JustBaseball.com. have Elijah Evans with me today. And the deadline has been hot right now in the division where we are seeing aggressive buyers that have probably been the early winners of the deadline. It's the AOS and it's the Angels and Rangers who have been swinging deals. Let's just get into the race in general. Feel like the Astros have some real competition with multiple teams for the first time, and I don't know how long to to really push them. And not to say the Astros are going to fall out of the playoffs, but yeah. they're more at risk than they've been in a long time. Yeah, it's definitely different for for Houston this year because I think the last you know what five six years it's really just been their division. Like there hasn't been. I mean, there's been teams that have had good seasons here and there. You know, Mariners had a really big year last year, whatever. But it's been Houston's division. They've been running it. They've had control. They haven't had to push their chips in at all. Like come deadline time, they really they've made some moves, but they haven't ever been in a situation where like they have to add it's different this year like I think there's a lot of pressure on Houston more than ever to make some moves in the next two days and really figure out you know at they need pitching man their pitching is just not quite there right now and they've had some a lot of injury issues but like when you look at what these teams in their division are doing Houston's got they got some pressure for sure and they really need to kick it in high gear with the with some of their you know key producers getting hot and some some pieces they might need to add so it's definitely a different situation in that division than it has been like you just said and the problem is pitching is more expensive than it's ever been. Yep. And shoot, exactly. it's the, the market has dwindled. It seems like Stroman's going to stay put. We don't know yet on Snell. Scherzer off the board. We'll get to that in a minute. Jordan Montgomery off the board. We'll get to that in a minute. But as far as what's left over, it's the Justin Verlander thing. And I don't think Houston has the prospects to swing a deal like that. Speaking as a Mets guy here. And then it's, you know, I, I don't even know. It's just Eduardo Rodriguez is the kind of, big ticket name that it feels like everyone's going after. And I can't wait to see the return the Tigers get. So yeah, the Astros are in a really interesting spot, but the focus for this episode is on angels Rangers. Let's start with the Rangers bringing in the biggest name. And it's just because I really love what the Rangers have done. Even if you say, Oh, well they traded Luis and Helicuna. They go out and they get Montgomery too. This is a team that had the prospects to trade and now I feel like they've raised their floor to a point where I, I put them right on that same level of the Astros. I don't see the Rangers falling out of this playoff mix at this point. No, I think this team is not only not going to fall out, I think they're going to pretty firmly remain ahead of a lot of these other teams that are trying to chase them. And I think they already had the ability to remain ahead. And now they've just really solidified that because they've had a great year. You can look at the roster and say, you know, this team is a really good team up and down, but now they've done like where, I mean, they added two guys who are legitimate, like quality or starting right. It's not just like you're adding, you know, you're not adding a pitcher. Like, I think there's a lot of like, there's a lot of teams are going to be trying to get like a Michael Lorenzen. Like this is not a Michael Lorenzen in my opinion. No, no disrespect to Michael Lorenzen. And he's going to be a good ad for some team, but this is, a future Hall of Famer in Max Scherzer. I don't care that his numbers have dwindled a little bit this year. I mean, this is if, if you're going into a playoffs, like a race down the stretch, like you want Max Scherzer in your rotation. That's just a that's just a given. And Jordan Montgomery has been one of the most underrated pitchers in baseball this year, in the last two years, frankly. Since the Cardinals acquired him, he's been a great pitcher. He, he's not a guy that you're going to get, you know, necessarily like a dominant shut you as another team down type of start. But if Montgomery, I mean, if the Rangers are healthy, Montgomery, is he starting game three, maybe even game four? Right. So that if, if that's your third or fourth starter in a playoff series, you're in a really good situation. So I, I think they, I mean, they just took themselves like we, they, they, 
didn't they eliminated the risk of them falling off and regressing to where they might maybe should be because they added two great starting pitchers and not to, I mean Chris Stratton's not any not nothing either I mean he's a really solid relief arm so you know they've added both the Roldis Chapman already we didn't even mention that that was a few weeks ago but they added a Roldis Chapman pre-deadline a month before the deadline and they added Chris Stratton so they've got two new great bullpen pieces and they've got two new starters with a rotation that was already solid so, I mean, I think part of it was like they said, Nathan Evaldi went down with an injury and they just didn't even waste any time. I think the Scherzer thing was going to happen either way. And then I think, you know, they saw Evaldi's down. Let's go get Montgomery. Now we, you know, we, we back for now when Evaldi's out, you're deep in the rotation, you help, you know, you know, that loss, you don't feel really. And then when he comes back, you're looking at possibly the best rotation in the American league. It was assuring up of your biggest name, which was, okay, this rotation started to look spotty. Let's get an influx of dependability. And with Jordan Montgomery, I mean, the thing is he's pitched better than Scherzer this year. So to get Montgomery in this deal, it does sort of hedge the down year that Scherzer is having. And I'll tell you what, Scherzer has not looked great this year. I've watched every single one of his starts and I'll tell you what you can, he has tried to explain it after each one what's going on what's wrong he has been leaving hanging sliders all year and that is a sign of a pitcher that's getting older and i do think there is a lot of inherent risk in making this trade you're giving up the top three prospects in your system in acuna a guy that has a really good chance to be a solid big leaguer here's where you mitigate that risk though you have a position player core that's under control you have seager and Simeon up the middle anyway and here's a shortstop prospect granted he might be a center fielder. He would have been maybe for the Rangers. doesn't matter. You have coverage there as well. You have so many athletes on this team. It, yeah. it, you can you can feel that. Lo- you can swallow that loss. Excuse me. Now, when it comes to the mm. other side of it is the money. And, and yeah. that's the big thing here. You lose Jacob DeGrom. Now you basically get a, another guy coming from the Mets that plugs that hole because the Mets are paying $35 million of what's owed to him. And so if you're you know, if you were to sign Scherzer right now to a two-year deal and it was the $15 million this year and the 43 next year, and it's sure. or a year and a half of about $60 million, not a great value, and you're not giving up this prospect. When you plug that guy into your rotation for $22.5 million, and next year he's a, he's a basically pitching on a one-year $16.5 million deal if the numbers that I've read are right, yep. that, that's a pretty solid addition that – allows you to contend for the next two years and it's worth a prospect in that in that instance. And, and when you look at this farm system like I, I love Acuna as a prospect I think he's going to be really talented he's a very different player than his brother but also just a total freak of nature and has a lot of different skill sets that are going to play up really well I think in the future but this system is still great you take out Acuna and as well as the two prospects they sent to the Cardinals you've still got a top 10 system in baseball pretty easily. Not even, I don't even think it's really a question. I, I'm not, I mean, that you look at the top of their thing. And, and also if you, if you factor in Acuna as, you know, you say maybe he's going to be an outfielder because you have your middle infield plugged. The Rangers have Evan Carter and Wyatt Langford coming up in the outfield for them. Those are two top 20, 25 prospects in all of baseball that are not only great prospects, but like both going to be elite outfielders. So you're looking at an outfield of the future with, Odolis Garcia, Evan Carter, Wyatt Langford, and Leody Tavares has also been great this season. 
I mean, that's, you don't need more than that. And that's not even mentioning some of the other things they've got in their system. I mean, you got Dustin Harris and Aaron Zavala, who are also both outfielders that are talented. They've got two middle infielders, you know, that plug, if Acuna was going to be more of an infield option, you've got Sebastian Walcott, who's one of the most esteemed, really young prospects, uh, rookie ball right now. I mean, their, their system is great. Their system is really strong, even after these trades. So you, yes, you lose one great prospect, essentially, in Acuna, but you, you have a team that's like, this pitching staff is really good. It's deep. It's good. It's, I mean, it, you've got the top end talent. You've got the reliable guys. You've got some younger talent guys. I mean, there, there's really no, there's no real hole in this team. If you look at this roster now, after these moves, I don't think you can say there's anywhere where there's like a huge hole. Yeah. I, I think you're, you're spot on there. I think what, what they've done is like, we've already said, they have really shored up uh, this team to make sure they make it to the finish line of what's been a great yep. season. And you have to do that when you're a buyer. Now, the question is where these trades will really prove to be worth it or not is what these two guys pitched like in the postseason, in particular with Scherzer and Montgomery. Um, and look, again, this guy's been watching Scherzer the last couple of years. He has dropped the ball in a lot of big games. With that said, he's also Max Scherzer. And can Max Scherzer get hot at the right time this year and be a huge part of what leads the Rangers to the ALCS or even the World Series? Absolutely. And if that happens, this is a home run of a trade. Now let's move to the team, though, that is going for it, but not necessarily wisely. They're just kind of balls to the wall. Yeah. Let's figure it out. Now, the Angels last week, they come out and they say, Shohei Otani's staying. And then they make the Lucas Giolito trade and Ronaldo Lopez. You can speak on that here with the White Sox being part of it, your team. Then they make the Chrome Gritchick trade. And it's interesting because it's like they have gone about this year. Maybe it started with Eduardo Escobar and Mike Moustakis who are trading for like C-minus additions. And now they're like shopping in the B-plus to, to b uh, range and I guess maybe that's a reflection of their farm system, but also it's fresh bodies on a team that needed them. And Otani is that good, where maybe that's all you need is fresh bodies. It's crazy because they are as all in as any team in baseball, and they have the most risk possible where this can blow up in their face. But if they give their fans two incredible months in a playoff run, I guess it's all worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I don't know. I've gone back and forth on this in my head and there's a large part of me that's like, what are they doing? They're just basically sacrificing every future plan they have just to try for one season and compete in a, in a league that, you know, we've talked about the, the American league is stacked right now. I think the national league is trickier to figure out. There's a lot of middling teams in the national league. The American league is loaded. When you look at who you're going to have to face in the playoffs do the angels stack up against the Rays, the Rangers, the Astros, the Orioles? I, as of now, I say, no, I don't really think they have a chance against any of those four teams, but you're right. It's Shohei Otani. So what are you going to do? I mean, that, that's what it's, that's really what it's all about. And that's every move they've made is in with that mindset. And, you know, I, I loved the the deal with the white Sox from my perspective as a white Sox fan. Um, I think the angels overpaid a little bit, but Giolito is a big ad for them. I think, you know, they, they needed some rotation help behind Otani and, and Detmers has been good and Sandoval has been solid, but they needed another piece for that rotation and they got one. Um, but again, it's a rental. You gave up, 
two of probably their two best prospects, arguably right now for two rentals, a rental reliever and a rental starter. And, and, you know, it's, it could totally pan out. That does help. Right. But it's, you're giving up a lot for the short term. I mean, CJ Crone is not a piece of your long-term future, right? He's, he's a, he's a veteran first baseman. He's hopefully he's going to help them out. And, you know, they haven't had a stable first baseman all year. They've kind of this whole season, they've been like in this position where they can't really find somebody that sticks at first base. Um, so that's a guy who hopefully plugs in there. And, and Grichik was more, you know, for the sake of right when they saw Taylor Ward go down with injury, they immediately said, Hey, we got to get somebody. So, I mean, I, I get it. I understand the the logic of what they're doing. I, I don't know if it's enough. I just, I'm not sure they have enough and can do enough to make it work. And it's just, it's, it's a really hard wildcard race right now. And they, they're pushing it in and I respect that they're doing it, but it's going to be really rough for their fans and their future. If they don't make the playoffs and they lose Otani and then they're stuck with the worst system in baseball and a situation where, I mean, there's a real chance they're in a spot at, you know, in a few months from now where they're, they're looking like the worst future in the entire league. Yeah. And I honestly feel like they just reached a point where it was, and it was an inevitable situation that was going to blow up in their face. And yep. I respect the fact that they're trying it and that they're just yep. saying, all right, you know, if we were to sell Otani, um, for one, maybe they should decide they weren't going to do that. Okay. So if you, if you take that tip, we, we are not the team that's trading show Otani. We still want to try to resign him. Um, and I saw Trevor Pluth on one of those shows um, for John Boy talking about ownership, how that could be part of the Otani free agent pitch and having to sell a piece of the team to Otani in that in that of a future deal, which I don't know if that's even possible, but let's just say you have something cooking as far as whether it's $600 million or some type of crazy offer you want to put on the table to try to keep Otani an angel for life. And you're not ready to give up on that dream. You got to keep pushing and you got to try to make the playoffs. So you do this. And if it all blows up, well, guess what? You can suck for the next five years. You can trade Mike Trout. And you can completely restart your franchise, maybe even sell the damn thing. So if this is just, hey, one last ride for Artie Moreno, why not go for it? Why not say, hey, trade everything you can, get everything you can. And what Mm -hmm. I will say about the guys that got back, Giolito and Lopez, guys that I think we could say they could have a couple hot months, right? I mean, you you, you as a white, like these are, they have good stuff. No, they're they're good pitchers. And I think they're, they're helpful guys to have for sure. Randall Gritchick plugs a hole in the outfield. He's had a really nice year. Nope. CJ Crone started his career with the Angels. And sometimes that's a weird thing. You go back to the place like he it, it there's a sense of comfortability there, similar to Kike with, with the Dodgers. Yeah. And CJ Crone is a hitter that could have a hot month. And there's two months left, and you're just like, hey, throw him into the trade, and maybe we get a hot month out of CJ Crone where he hit six home runs for us in a limited yeah. role facing, you know, left-handed pitching. It's a team that's just going for it. And my only question is how else can they keep adding? Because it feels like they're going to keep trying. What else are they going to do? Like, is this just, hey, we get Michael Lorenzen back? I don't even know what they're going to do. Yeah, it's, there's a few more places they can, right, exactly. There's a few more places they can add. But the other thing is like, they don't have prospects left. They, They literally don't. They don't have a single prospect that is even near the level of some of these other teams that need, you know, I think the angels, they have so many bats. Now, when you look at their roster with all the different guys they have injured right now, I mean, Ward's out for probably a while, but you look at, you know, you got Trout coming back. You've got Drury coming back. You've got Logan O'Hoppy coming back. I mean, he's made a remarkable comeback. He wasn't really expected to even come back this season. And the reports are that he's going to be back sometime in late August. So you've got a lot of pieces on the way. 
And I think the roster is basically full at that point with, from the hitting side of things. So you can maybe add a bat and just kind of DFA some more guys. I think eventually they're going to have to DFA, you know, either a Moustakis or an Escobar or demote some of their younger guys that are up. Um, it's going to be tricky, honestly, in the roster crunch with their offense. And then on the pitching side of things, like, like you said, they, they can go get somebody, but they're going to be outbid on anybody they want essentially at this point. They, I mean, they don't have any chips where you can like, e- even in Lorenzen, I'm, I'm, I think other teams have a better singular prospect to give than the angels have to give for Lorenzen. So, and I don't think, I think they're priced out of Eduardo Rodriguez. I think that, I mean, there's just, there's just not a ton of things they can do now. I mean, there's still a few more things, right? Maybe there's some more veteran guys out there that, you know, are not teams don't value super highly, but they, the angels say, you know, you know, Hey, we, well, this guy's been around for a while. He's got experience, whatever. And we're going to take a chance and, and see what he can do for us in the playoffs. But it's just, they're in a tricky spot because I think they would like to add some more, but I'm not sure how much impact they can really get. It almost feels like any trade they make from now on is just going to be a trade for the sake of getting something and it not necessarily something that's a huge upgrade over what they have right now. It's, it's funny because I think everyone reacted on the Giolito trade. Ooh, that's a lot to give up. And the more I look at it now, the more I wonder how much, like, like, what could that package have got them that has been dealt up to this? Point? I mean, I mean, the way the way that I think of it is like you could have done those two, added two more prospects, and had a chance for you know a Dylan Cease. If you're talking about the White Sox, yeah. right? Like, I, I when when I was thinking of Cease, I was like Edgar Caro is a, a really good prospect in my eyes, and I I'm very excited. I don't know if they quite had enough for a Cease, but even I, I don't know one step up from Giolito. Maybe I, I mean. I guess there's not, there's not that many rentals that are a step up, but maybe, I mean, I don't know, Blake Snell, they could have came really aggressive with a package with Blake Snell that was headlined by Caro. Uh, To me, it's, it's, you know, okay. If, if the White Sox decide they're going to trade C's, um, you know, it's, that's something that is going to take a lot of time to develop. And again, Han had the, the upper hand knowing how up against the angels were to, Tell them that Cease is off the table. So if that's in your mind yeah. off the table and they're keeping him, Snell's not on the table. Like the, it, it, all they could have maybe done is got like gone after Montgomery first instead of Giolito. Um, and who knows? So it, it's to me, it's they've made the best moves they could in a position where they didn't have much to trade, I guess. And yeah. it really just comes down to a simple thing here can Shohei Otani deliver? And carry you to the playoffs. So it's your, your hope to keep Otani is that Otani delivers, but you are showing him that you're trying and putting some some guys around yeah, him for sure. And if he has fond memories of a Lucas Giolito playoff start and a CJ Crone home run that clinched a playoff berth, and right. you give him seven hundred and fifty million dollars, maybe you sign him. But uh, I, I think Angels yeah, fans should just enjoy enjoy two months of a crazy run. I guess my last thing is, is it going to amount to anything? We, we are looking at this this race, and the question is, are three playoff teams going to come out of the AL West or the AL East? Yeah. Uh, are we at the point that we don't believe the Astros or the Rangers are going to fall out of the playoff mix? I, I'm comfortable saying that. I, I think both those teams, I think assuming the, I mean, I think the Astros have moves to make, even as right is right now, I still think they're better and going to comfortably get in there. I think they're still going to add a pitcher or two in the next two days. So I, I'm comfortable saying those two teams are in and I'm comfortable saying the Rays and the Orioles are in because as much as the Rays, the Rays have been very bad lately, to be fair, there's a chance the Rays would completely fall off considering how they've played as of late, but I, I'm pretty comfortable saying those four teams are, are going to get spots. So then you're left with the Yankees, the Red Sox, 
Uh, of course, with the Angels in the mix, the Mariners Jays. in the mix, and the Blue Jays is the team I was going to say that that's the team that I think probably gets there, right? Like the the yeah. Blue Jays have a lot of talent. So yeah. I, I would say maybe the because of all these moves, maybe you, you say the Angels are behind the Blue Jays as far as best shot. But even then, I don't even know. Like, I'm not even sure I'm taking them in their own division over Seattle, to be honest. I, I know Seattle's, Seattle's had a hugely good, yeah. disappointing deal, but Seattle's still a better roster in my eyes on paper in many ways than the Angels are. So it, it's really tricky. I mean, it, this race is tough. We're going to see some teams that I, I think there's, there's a realistic shot that the American League, you know, there's teams that missed the wild card that have 86, 87 wins, 80, even pushing towards the 90, almost maybe even, I mean, there's the AL race is tough this year. And, and the angels again, like if best case, I think best case scenario, if you think of it like this, best case scenario is you get that six seed, you slide your way in, you face a really cruddy twins or guardians team in the first round. And then from there, who knows, right? I mean, that's, I guess that, that if that's the best case scenario, that, that is possible. There's a world where the angels can slip into that six seed. They can beat the twins because the twins are not very good. And then they can match up against either the Rangers, Astros or Orioles or Rays and just hope for the best at that point. And that's, I mean, that's really all you can do, right? It's, it's, it's tricky, but I think, I think they, they've got a shot. Um, do I think it's likely? No. Is it possible? Yeah. They are all in and they're not all in with the best hand, but you know what? Every once in a while, you can still win a hand of poker without the the best. And I guess when you always have the chance at getting that, that second ACE back in your hand of Mike Trout, and you have, have a couple aces you can go with there as far as top flight talent, they can go on a run. If they get there, Hey, we've been wanting it forever. And in the most drowned out fashion at the end of it all, after so much, on the back of Lucas Giolito and CJ Crone and Randall Gritchick, <laughs> the angels could get to the playoffs with Trout and Otani and we can watch it. And hopefully it lives beyond the ALDS. Yeah. We'll be following it all though. A lot of trade deadline stuff ahead. So make sure you're checking out all the content we have coming your way at just baseball.com and uh, follow rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>